welcome to Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here today. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through His Word. For more information about our church, follow us on social media or visit our website, gatewayhome.com. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. And then I also want to tell you, Happy Thanksgiving. This is a great week to celebrate, but I hope you know from Ethan and I, we genuinely love you. We love this house. We love serving alongside you. And we, as we take a cultural time to stop and say thank you to one another, we wanted to make sure that we told you how much we appreciate you and that we love you. So I represent both of us in saying that we love you and we're so grateful for each and every one of you. We hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. That's all my announcements. Now I want to dive in to the word that the Lord placed on my heart today. Um, And I have a question for you to kick us off. As we're coming towards the end of the year and stepping into a new year, a lot of us may have already started praying for a word for next year or uh, something encouraging. Maybe we've already started setting our goals next year. We're going to work out more. We're going to read more or whatnot. But just a simple question for you. How many of you would like to be a fitter, better, overall, happier you next year? Great. I have a tip for you today, and it's not what you think it is. There was this study done, and they took two groups of people, and for one group of people, every single day, they asked them to reflect on all that had happened in their life, all the negative things that had happened, just to go back and really process those things. And they asked them to journal about this every single day. And then they took another group of people, and they asked this group of people to do the same thing, but on this one, they wanted them to focus on the positive things. Everything that was good, whether it was a childhood memory, whether it was something that happened that day, but every single day they were to write down something that they were grateful for, something good. And at the end of this study, the group that had written all of their negative experiences and really taken time to go back through these moments and really reflect on them, they were more depressed and more anxious. But this other group, they did a whole study on it and here's what they found out. They found out that they were actually happier people because there were some psychological benefits for them being grateful every day. Something like positive emotions and a thought. They were more aware and awake. They had an increased self-satisfaction and they had an enhanced mood. They noticed that this group was actually a fitter them because there were physical benefits to being grateful. A stronger immune system, less body pains and aches, optimum blood pressure and cardiac functioning, better sleep-wake cycle. And then they also noticed that they were just overall better better individuals because there were social benefits for them being grateful. They had better communication. They had more empathy. They had stronger interpersonal relationships, more likability among group members, and more involvement as a team member. And all it was, was one focused on gratitude and one focused on negative experiences. And so as I started to think about this, I'm reminded of a story in the Bible where gratitude was an open door for someone and they experienced something that no one else got to experience. And so I want to share this story with you. You may have heard this story if you've been in church before. It's the story of the 10 lepers. But let me read it to you. It's found in Luke 17, starting in verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. 
Then as he entered a certain village, there met him, this is all talking about Jesus, 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And he said to them, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. See, there's a very obvious miracle in this story that we all see that came from a simple act of obedience. It said, as they went, they were healed. So because of their obedience, they all 10 of them received a healing where they were no, they were cleansed. But why would Jesus send them to the priest? Because it was actually for their benefit. When they went to the priest at this time, they were also physicians. So this person now would deem them clean, which would open up opportunities for them. Because at one point, they were never allowed into a temple, and now they were. And so the fact that Jesus, when what we could see as an inconvenience that he sent them away, was actually a process for their benefit. And I just want to encourage you as we just dive into this one moment for just a second. A simple act of obedience can bring miracles. But you need to understand that the process is for your benefit. The things that seem inconvenient or out of your way, that they seem like, why in the world would he ask me to do such a thing? Why in the world would he ask me to take this job or go to this school? Because the process is for our benefit. And so he does this so that we could have something worthwhile a new open door, a new opportunity. And it's an obvious miracle that all 10 of them received. But only one of them took the next step and received a second miracle. I personally believe the second miracle was greater than the first. It says that when he saw that he was healed, he returned and began to give thanks to the Lord. He began to glorify him with a loud voice and he began to fall down on his face and say, God, thank you for what you have done. And in that moment, here's what I believe happened. I believe he received a second healing. Here's why. It says, at the very end of it, Jesus says, your faith has made you well. I don't know about you, but I would have been like, uh, you already did that, God. Like, I, I'm already healed. That's why I'm coming back. You know, I'm coming back to say thanks. You've already done that. But if you go back to the original text, that simple phrase means saved. It comes from a word sozo, which means wholeness. And so he had already healed him in the natural, but when he returned with a grateful heart, I believe what God did is he healed his mind. And he began to give him wholeness and assure his eternity. And so a second miracle happened in this moment that was far greater than the first miracle. And why did that miracle happen? Because he was grateful. A simple gratitude is what opened the door for a new miracle. Gratitude is the healthiest emotion of all human emotions. And today, I just want to tell you two things about gratitude so that you and I can be a fitter, happier, and overall better us next year and throughout the end of the year, okay? 
Because in culture, we take a month and we like to say thank you to everyone in the month of November. But what if that didn't just have to be a month, it became a lifestyle? And what if that lifestyle opened doors for new opportunities? And I wanna show that to you today. So here are two things about gratitude. The first thing is gratitude requires something of you. Gratitude requires something of you. Gratitude is unconventional. It was abnormal, it was against the grain for this one out of 10 to return to go back and say thank you. He could have followed the curve. He could have said, well, nine aren't going back. I guess this is what we do. He could have just followed what everybody else was doing. It was unconventional for him to return to say thank you. And if you and I are going to live grateful lives, a life full of gratitude, it will be unconventional. You will do the rare thing in the midst of your community. You will be the one that stands out that says, I don't know if that's what I want to do, but here's what I do want to do. You'll be the one that does something that is unconventional. Gratitude is also inconvenient. This wasn't an easy thing for him. The Bible doesn't tell us how far the temple was to go to the priest. But we know that he went and then he had to return. My guess is it was out of the way. That's just how it works in my life. Maybe in his life, it was right on the way home and he just happened to run into him. But for me, gratitude often becomes inconvenient. It means staying a little bit longer. It means sitting down and writing a handwritten note. It means taking time out of what I would rather be doing to show that I have gratitude for that person or for my God. It is inconvenient. It is also very intentional. It's well thought out. He, let me just for a second, let's just dream this up, okay? This is what did not happen in this story. It wasn't that the grateful leper was at the local restaurant and ran into Jesus, like, oh, hey, Jesus, been a long time. How you doing? Jesus, is like, oh, you know, life's getting pretty dicey. They're trying to kill me, but don't worry, I have a plan. He's like, oh, okay, great. He's like, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm great. How's the new life? Oh, man, it's, you know, I never did get around to telling you thank you, but thanks so much for this new life. Thanks so much for opening doors of opportunities for me. That's not how this went. This was a very intentional decision that was in pretty close to immediate. It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't a when I have time for it. It wasn't a if it comes around or if the opportunity comes about. I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I find myself going, well, if I ever run into them again, I'll let them know I was grateful. I, I mean, I, I just don't necessarily have time to write a letter or have time to shoot a text message or I don't have time right now, but if I see them, I'll let them know. That's not what real gratitude is. Gratitude is genuinely intentional, unconventional, and it is something that is usually inconvenient. But here's what gratitude does. It produces worship in our lives. In Luke 17, if you go back and read it, it says he came back with a loud voice and he fell on his face to glorify God. It produced a response in him because gratitude, it requires something and it, reprodu it reproduced worship in him. Psalms 100 verse four says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. See, our struggle to worship may not be actually a struggle to worship. It may be a struggle to be grateful. It may be a struggle of gratitude in our heart, which is why we're struggling to worship. 
In the message version of Psalm 100, I love it, says it this way. It says, enter with the password. Thank you. Make yourself at home talking praise. Thank him and worship him. See, gratitude will kickstart our life of worship. It's a kickstarter for how we worship. It's a kickstarter for our relationship with him. It's something that forces us back into the presence of God. And yes, for this grateful leper, gratitude was in response to a miracle. And for you and I, gratitude is often in response to a miracle. But the problem is, we may be not seeing the miracle. See, it says in his story, when he saw that he was healed, he returned. Is it possible that you and I lack gratitude and it's not something that it is that we have lack of things to be grateful for. It is that our vision is offset. Is it possible that our perspectives need to be adjusted so that we actually have eyes to see how God is moving in our lives so that we can actually return to say thank you? Is it possible that you and I just need to go to the eye doctor today and say, God, I need fresh eyes to see? Because gratitude requires that we be seeing, that we be looking for what God is doing in our lives. Psalm 119 says, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Open my eyes. Maybe this year as the year, year comes to a close, maybe you need to say, God, would you open my eyes to see you moving? Would you open my eyes to see how you have been faithful to me, how you have stood the test of time, how you have provided for me? Would you open my eyes? You know, another thing that gratitude requires, and this one's hard for us, is gratitude requires humility. Have you ever thought to ask yourself, why did the nine not return? Now, I'm going to take a little bit of liberty here, and this is just as I've been processing this passage and praying about it, these are some reasons that I have thought of as to why I may not return. Some of the commentaries say that the reason they didn't return is because they were Jews and they felt owed the healing. Now, I know that none of you have struggled with this, but I sure have fallen into a trap of entitlement. I have fallen into this belief that because I serve every Sunday or because I have my quiet time or because I do, I do, I do for him, that I am owed something from him. But do you know the greatest miracle that I have received is what he has already done on the cross. And so I actually am not in any place and a deserving place of what he could do for me. I am now forever indebted to what he has already done. And so for me, I have fallen into that same reason as maybe that is why I haven't returned for gratitude. But another reason I came up with that I think I actually struggle with more often is when I think about the nine that didn't return, how unconventional it was and all the different reasons why only one would return. My thought was in order to return would mean going back to the place of pain and shame. In order for me to actually return back to say gratitude to the one who healed me, I would actually also have to see all the ones that called me an outcast. I would have to actually look into the face of all of the pain and the shame to say, look where you brought me from. I would actually have to acknowledge how bad I really was and where I really was in the midst of my pain. 
And I think sometimes the reason that we don't go back to say thank you is because it's actually too hard to return to the place of pain and shame. But what is amazing to me is there the healer still stood. And when he returned, he received something that no one else received, the wholeness of a new mentality. Because here's the second thing about gratitude. Gratitude actually gives something to you. Gratitude gives something to me. He says to him, hey, your faith has made you well. And he gives them this wholeness. He gives them everything that he needs through his simple act of gratitude. Is it possible that we have fallen short on all that he wanted to give us because we have not endured to return? Is it possible that he actually has more in store for you than you have received to this day, but it will require you to return to even the places that are painful? Even the places that are full of shame for you. Even the places that people have called you names or have said are worthless. It requires us to return back to those moments so that we can actually learn a new way of living. We can relearn a new way of thinking. Several years ago when my son was little, he decided to jump off of a bunk bed. And when he landed, he turned really fast to catch up with the older kids. And in that moment, his foot stayed planted and his knee kept moving and he spiral fractured from his ankle to his knee. And it was very painful. We heard the cry from the other room. He had no visible markings of an injury at all. And so we really couldn't tell what was going on. We went to the doctor, found out about the spiral fracture, and they put him in like three-fourths leg cast, and he was in that for six to eight weeks. And it's really funny because the cast, they told him that like he'll learn to walk on this cast, and he really did. Like he kind of ran kind of funny, but it was, he did. He got around all on his own with his full uh, leg cast. And then I remember the day we took him to the doctor for them to remove the cast, they did x-rays and MRIs. They said, everything's good. It has healed correctly and it's good to go. And they took the cast off. And I'll never forget, he was on the other side of the room and they said, walk to your mom. And he took one step and he fell and he began to cry. And he said, my leg, it hurts. And I looked at the doctor like, y'all sure y'all did the right thing? And he said, hey, he's got to relearn to trust that leg. He has to rebuild the muscles in that leg. There is now a mental game that he has to play to actually tell himself that this leg is strong and he can stand on it. And so we would go to like swimming and we'd do all these different things to build the muscle. And it was the most random times he would say, oh, my leg. And we'd be like, no, buddy, it's healed. You can walk on it. But how many of us have received a healing, but our mind has stopped us from walking out that healing? How many of us have actually, God has come through on our behalf and yet our mind says, I can't live like that. I can't actually do that anymore. And the, really the bigger problem is our mind, not our body. And here's what God did in such a sweet way with the one that came back is he healed his mind. He gave him a new way of thinking. He gave him a new way of walking it out. He understood what wholeness truly was. Gratitude has a lasting effect on our brain. I read this excerpt from a book. It's a book called Grateful Brain. 
And the author is Alex Korb. And here's what it says. The brain is conditioned to function in a repeated way. For example, a person who worries too much about the adverse outcomes will subconsciously rewire their brain to process negative information only. Korb also mentioned that our mind cannot focus on both positive and negative information at the same time. By consciously practicing gratitude, we can train the brain to attend selectively to positive emotions and thoughts, thus reducing anxiety and feelings of apprehension. Here's what gratitude does. It unshackles you from toxic emotions. See, the enemy has been trying to hold you back, and there is one tool in your tool belt that you may not be using, and it is simply gratitude. It is actually probably the weapon that we underassume the most when it comes to finding freedom. If we would open the door to let gratitude in and to actually proclaim it, I think we would see something different in our lives. I think we would begin to see a new way of life. They actually say that because gratitude does make such an impact on the brain, they have brought this into mental institutions to help with the mental health of people that come in. It is a simple yet underutilized tool that God has given us. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. The password to your freedom is gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. God, I just want to say thank you. It's as simple as that, and yet because it's so simple, we don't hold on to it. I want to tell you a story about a gentleman I don't know this gentleman personally. I read his story online. So if you read his story and it's totally different than what I said, that's the truth of online. Um, But he was addicted to drugs and he had been for many, many years. He had tried to get off drugs, but every time he did, his body would go into such a shock that they would mentally, the doctors would tell him, medically would tell him, you're not going to be able to get off these drugs. Your body is so dependent on them. There really isn't a way to help you off of them. And so he just got more and more depressed. And he would tell you that he was so depressed that even at times he would consider himself suicidal. And so at his lowest point of life, he said, I need to make a change. But he didn't knew he couldn't get off the drugs, so he joined a local church's fellowship group. And in that group, they had a group chat on WhatsApp, and they asked everyone in the group to every morning just drop in their gratitude list. He tells you that at the beginning of the group, he had nothing to say. So he would just write, the air that I breathe, or the roof over my head, or the food that I eat. But he said what was the most amazing thing is as he began to do this, that his eyes began to adjust and he began to see more things that he could be grateful for. And even to the point where he would know what time everybody posted that he told it, he literally wrote, I could not sleep at night and I would wait till 4 a.m. so that I could send it. That was the earliest they would let us send it because he was so excited to tell everyone how grateful he was for the most random things. During this group though, he decided to give his life to the Lord. And so he says that his morning routine was to wake up every morning, to fall to his knees and just to pray. And then he would submit his gratitude list. But my favorite part of his entire story is he says, my most favorite day of that group was the day I got to submit that I had been drug free for 24 hours. Gratitude opened the door for a new opportunity for this young man. That simple task of every day 
saying, you know what, I don't know if I even have much to be grateful for, but today I'll be grateful for the air that I breathe. Today I'll be grateful for the roof over my head, for the food that I eat. The simplest of things turned in to a moment that he was unshackled from the things that the enemy tried to hold him out on. The thing that the enemy tried to take his life out with. He got to say, I'm free because of gratitude. I'm just curious if today there's somebody that needs to say, hey, you know what? I'm ready to start getting free. And you could start with the simple act of gratitude. If you could let everything go and just choose that every day I will find something to be grateful for. Science tells us that it works. But I really don't care about science because the word of God tells us that it works. And we have a healer and a physician that is here for you that wants to change your new year. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I truly believe in my heart that the Lord wants to start freedom today in your life and in my life. He wants to free us from the addictions that have been trying to take us out or to hold us back. I believe he wants to free us today from the mentality that is trying to hold us back. I believe that he has already done miracles in this place. But for some of us, we just need to return to say thank you. We need our minds to be rewired. And so I believe that today, God wants to do freedom in your heart and in your mind. He wants to give you wholeness. And it simply starts with being willing to return to the healer. God, right now, I thank you that you are the great healer. Lord, I thank you that you bring freedom from even the greatest of things that the world has tried to give us, that try to hold us back and take us out. Lord, I thank you that you bring freedom. And so, Lord, today we declare that let freedom break loose over this house, over the, these people, Lord, over your children. And, Lord, may we be the ones that return to the healer. Lord, we start today by saying thank you. Thank you for your blood that covers a multitude of sins that brings healing. Thank you for dying on the cross for your people. Thank you for the air that we breathe. Thank you for the family that you've surrounded us with. Thank you for all that you've done. And Lord, I just ask that your presence would fall. And as we go into a week of thanksgiving in our culture, Lord, I pray that we would go into a lifestyle of thanksgiving to our King. And Lord, we just pray that you would be with us. Give us the courage to stop and to return. In Jesus' name, amen. joining us today. If you live in the Houston area or are in town for a visit, we would like to invite you to join us for a service. For service times and location or more information about Gateway Church, follow us on social media or visit our website gatewayhome.com. Have a blessed week.